everybody. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to a Heart and Revival podcast. And today I want to talk about fear. A message that I titled, Adjust Your Focal Point. And so the first part of this, we're just going to be breaking down the scripture, Psalms 34.4. And then the last part we're going to get in to adjusting your focal point. So fear is something that all of us have had or are struggling with right now. And it comes sometimes and it grips our hearts. And we forget who we belong to and we forget what the word says about us sometimes. We were not called to live in fear, doubt, or unbelief. But we're called to live victoriously. And sometimes we lose sight of that in fear and that's what fear does. And so I'm going to start out with Psalms 34.4 and just break it down a little bit. And then we're going to start talking about adjusting that focal point and how to do that. So the, the scripture, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And so that first part is I sought the Lord. In the definition of sought, it means to look for a thing and to search it out in its entirety. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. And this doesn't sound like some little quick glance around the room. This sounds like search it out, like thoroughly, like to look, truly look. And when I read this, I think of sports. I'm a sports person. I love sports. I have a favorite sports team for different sports, football, basketball, soccer. Um, but when you have a favorite team, you research that team. You research everything about that team. You research the, your favorite player. You research the stats, the rankings, even down to who wears what jersey number because it's your favorite team. That's what you do. It's only right. So that way, when you... T- when you're talking to someone about your team, someone who maybe disagrees with you, you're able to compare stats, you're able to compare players, you know how people do when they compare teams, because that's their favorite team. You want to defend your team. And in that scripture, we're told to search out the Lord, to get to know him in his entirety, to get to see all of our favorite parts about him. You know, I have all of my favorite parts about the Lord. And when it comes down to it, I'm willing to stand in front of a group of people who have an opinion or someone who doesn't agree with with what I say about the Lord. But I'm willing to defend the Lord in front of those people because I I know him. He's, He's my father. You know, I've searched him out. I know different parts about him that maybe some other people haven't had a revelation in that area. And so... If you don't know your favorite team statistics or say like you don't know the Lord as your father, then the question becomes, are you a true fan or are you just a bandwagon when it's convenient to get by? And that's something that we truly have to ask ourselves. Are you a true fan? Are you a true disciple? Or are you just a bandwagon or those people who just flock around? But then when you're asked, do you know him? You say, I never knew him. And so the next part of this is, he answered me and delivered me. Meaning like, what he had to deliver you from was a possession of yours. 
Like somewhere, somehow, you decided that you were going to own it. And for example, sorry, my mind just goes to different examples and then I have to put practical examples with it. But I see it as clothes. We get clothes, we got our outfits on, we're just like, all right, I got my fresh fit, I'm about to go, these people are going to see it. That's just how it is to me. And to me, I see it as those lies, those insecurities and those fears become clothes too. Something that you wear, not even on the, the inside, but on the outside, everyone sees it. And I used to have this insecurity that I was ashamed of my voice. And I was ashamed of, of hearing my voice being recorded and hearing myself speak. And I knew it and everyone else around me knew it because they would tell me, Paris, you have such a powerful testimony. Like, people need to hear this. But because of that insecurity, I allowed that testimony to be hidden. When people needed to hear it, the very people who would be delivered from hearing that testimony, I hid it because I had that insecurity. And so to be delivered from something, you have to neglect it. You have to take off those, those clothes that are like lies, insecurities, or fear. And you have to say, I'm no longer wearing this on my forehead anymore. I'm no longer carrying this with me because it's no longer who I am. You have to take that off, shut it off of you and say, I'm returning this back. I remember in Africa, um, during a Sunday, someone was speaking about um, this person who had these fears or these insecurities out in the mission field and the Lord spoke to her and said give me back my stuff what are you doing with my stuff and so I was sitting there and I'm thinking like what do you mean his stuff and what he means by that is the the you thinking that you're unworthy the Lord became that for you you think that you're poor but the Lord became that for you you think that you live in fear, but the Lord took those for you. So it was actually never ours to begin with. So we can choose every day to stand in front of the Lord, to go boldly in, in the throne room and say, Lord, I give you back this stuff. It was never mine to begin with. So I don't know why I would put it upon myself, but I give it back to you. And I'm walking out of here free of that because you became that already. Lord, I surrender it to you. And like the scripture says, it says, And he answered me and delivered me. And he will take that from you. And then you will walk out of there free. And I believe some of you listening right now, you've decided that some of those things were yours to carry. And I believe that the Lord is saying, Give me back my stuff. I became those things for you so you don't have to carry it anymore. And if that person is you... Give it back to him, because it was never yours. He took that on a cross with him. Hand it over. You know, the cool thing is that sometimes we can look up words in Hebrew and Greek, and I really like doing that because it sheds light on a lot of things. Um, but in Hebrew, fear is the word yira. And it says the fundamental and original idea expressed by yira covers a somatic range from mild easiness to stark terror depending on the object of fear and circumstances surrounding the experience 
And that's the part that I want to talk about with adjusting your focal point. The circumstances surrounding the experience. Fear comes from an altered perspective in the way that we see things. And so, me in high school, I was a naturalist. And so we had this ropes course in this tree, in these trees. And so I would go up there. I was kind of like an instructor or a spotter for the kids doing the ropes course. And my problem was is that I had a fear of heights at the time. And so I get up there. I have my harness on, my carabiner tied to the t- uh, to the top rope. And so when I put that on, I was just like, okay, I know I'm safe. Everything's fine. But then once I got out into the rope, walking on that rope, I allowed myself to change my perspective and look at the ground. And immediately when I saw the ground, I realized how high I was. I became afraid. And so I allowed my perspective to change, to focus on the ground instead of the carabiner that was right over top of me, that was holding me there. I never once looked back at that carabiner. And so it's similar to Matthew 8.31, or Matthew 28.31, excuse me. It said, Peter said, Lord, if that is really you, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come Peter. Then Peter left the boat and walked on the water with Jesus. But while Peter was walking on the water, he saw the wind and the waves. He was afraid and began sinking into the water. He shouted, Lord, save me. Then Jesus caught Peter with his hand and said, Your faith is small. Why did you doubt? And so we see here, similar to what I was saying, is that Peter allowed his focal point to be altered by circumstances around him. When he got out the boat, he immediately focused on the winds and the waves. Just like when I got on the rope, I immediately focused on that fear of heights. I allowed the circumstances to change my perspective that was going on around me. But what would have happened if Peter, instead of looking at the wind and a wave, turned and changed his focal point on Jesus, knowing in faith that Jesus said, Come, come walk on the water. But instead, he allowed his faith to be in his fears. And so we have to change our perspective, regardless of the circumstances around us. And we change our perspective by doing exactly what what Psalms 34.4 says. We put our eyes on Jesus. We seek and we search him out. We get to know him. We get to know all the parts of him. And then we get to know him and we lay things down at his feet and say, okay, Lord, this is, this is what I'm afraid of, or this is what I have an insecurity of. Then he will answer us and he would deliver us from our fears. And so guys, I pray that this message has encouraged you, you know, to seek the Lord out, to get to know him and put your eyes on him and he will deliver you. Matthew eleven twenty nine to 30, it says, Take my yoke upon you, learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's your portion today, and that's your portion forever. Amen? So thank you so much for listening to the Heart Revival podcast, and I look forward to chatting with y'all next time. Mm-hmm.
Thank you.